three, four. The common counterpart. Aloha, aloha. Welcome to episode 27 of The Common Counterpart. I'm Mark. And I'm Josh. You are, it's pandering. It's good. It, I didn't expect it. So, full transparency, yes. I thought about that at like one o'clock today. Oh my gosh. And I was gosh. like, ooh, I gotta make sure I intro with aloha. <laughs> and now we're just completely overselling it. Yeah. Uh, I heard a lot of mahalo in, uh, in Hawaii. So they really use it. They do, but I don't... A lot of hang loose signs, or is that an American thing? No, no, I... Well, it's not hang loose, it's shaka. Mm. And, um, yeah, just just a couple Islanders. I saw a couple pasty white people try it, and it's... Is it not kind of offensive? I think it is. Like, when you see people do it... Remember when everyone was doing the peace sign in pictures for a while? Yeah, I guess people still are. It it just is kind of like a cringy thing. Well, it... There, but it's, it's the universal Hawaii pose. Yeah, but there's a cultural component to it that you don't own. Yeah, you're kind of like stepping on somebody else's vibe. I don't like it. Yeah. So I may have, I may be guilty of it mm-hmm. before people like dig through all of my photographs mm-hmm. available. You do. You've got shaka. I'm maybe do, when dub, I was like 17. Double shaka with a with no. a puka shell. You I rocked it. I did rock a puka <laughs> sh- a puka shell in high school. I mean, it was the cool thing. It wasn't. I was the Hollister kid. I mean, I oh worked Oh, my there. gosh. And I, listen, I don't, I, this is hard for me to say. I think at some point there was a puka shell necklace, double polo. No. Both collars popped. <laughs> that may have been real, and it, it pains me to see. For those of you who knew this version of Mark, uh, I will pay big dollars for this photo, oh, it's so bad. Okay, I gotta try and find it. Pastel. I think po- they, I think they were. They oh were definitely gosh. two different colors. With the lowered truck. And the lowered truck. What sunglasses? My wife, my wife is gonna be like. What I, sunglasses were you wearing? Uh, they were. Tell me, Oakley blades. No, they were oversized <laughs> white Von zippers. <laughs> so bad. Oh, I love the early 2000s. I've so lost respect for you. It's, it's I just a different you were, vibe. I thought you were better than no, that. No, I'm. Part of me is kind of proud. I don't know why I always look. I like <laughs> looking at culture pieces like that, and you're just like, time and place. Yeah. Time and place. Well, I I remember when um, the the lines in the eyebrows and the sides was hot. You had that? No, God, no, no. I I was always counter fashion trend or just vanilla no 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 i i had a if you go back and watch those movies in the 80s and there's the two main characters and then there's that third guy who's kind of goofy baggy pants converse like totally down for hanging out whenever jumping off roofs into pools i was that guy all right so you're a supporting cast i was i was i was a beta yeah totally no that's cool yeah someone's got to do it well so it paid, weird, it, it paid the bills. Weird, weird segue <laughs> to our episode on Hawaii. 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 Yes, Hawaii. Uh, yeah. And this came about because, because you were just there. I was. So I, you are a first-hand primary source. I'm an expert right in, now in so the island of the Hawaii. The things that you say are going to be the things that you experienced, and they are gospel. They have to be. They are truth. Because I haven't been in probably like six, seven years. Oh. Well, they moved. 
It's not the same island anymore? No, they moved it. Oh, they all picked up and went to a <laughs> yeah. different one? Yeah, um, I did see Moana. Okay. So I feel oh like Oh, my God. I'm I can't. Good. So I'm just kidding. No, you're not. I, yes, I, no, I, you're not. I, I teach geography. <laughs> I, I know. Because I was, I was doing some research, and I'm thinking to myself, I swear to God, if he mentions Moana as a, <laughs> as a source. <laughs> you know it's good. And you, one, it's great because you know I love Moana. I know you do. It's near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, you know, it's an island movie. They're all kind it, of the same. Yeah. Not uh, at all. No. So I, back to bad fashion, I, in the 80s, there was a like a karate kid coming of age movie called North Shore. Mm, I never saw it. Where some, some guy from, uh, uh, he's like from nebraska and he wins an inland surf competition and then he goes to the main the, to, to hawaii to surf the big waves and it's his karate kid learns to be a, a, a hawaiian surfer and finds an old stage there you go yeah, yeah 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 um and that was sort of my that was your reference point uh-huh yeah so i don't know that one but do you know johnny tsunami oh my god the disney channel original movie okay i was a i was a i was married with children when it came out did you watch it? Well, I had to. It's the, so the, good. No, it's not. Hold on. I went back and rewatched it less than a year ago. It doesn't make it good. It holds up. Okay. Snowboarder turned surfer. Com- no. I, I call shenanigans. It's a great. You've already demonstrated <laughs> your fashion sense. Movie. I really, okay. I really enjoyed it. So um, to, uh, to, to insult all of our Hawaiian listeners or Islander Polynesian, uh, Polynesian ancestry, Mark has spit in your eye three times now. It's been bad. Yeah. Now, full, full disclosure, okay. missed last week, my friend. I didn't. I was here. I was here too. <laughs> and it was day f- three of school for you. Yes. Day one of school for me. Yes. It just was not in the cards. No. And we've had a little... Oh man, I was gonna say powwow. That's insensitive. Again, you you. Yeah. I'm I'm on one today. Yeah. Uh, we had a meeting, uh-huh. a meeting of the minds, and we have decided for the sake of our family sanity and mm-hmm. content quality, mm-hmm. we will be doing this once every two weeks. Yes. From now on. Yeah. Build the suspense though. Yeah. You know we're we're worth the wait. <laughs> well, well, we'll find out, won't we? We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. Um, and our viewers or listeners, our commenters will let us know. Uh, if they're hungry for more. I mean, it's all we can do. Yeah. Listen. Unless you start paying us. There's only so much of us. Yeah, if you guys want to monetize us. If we want to get on Patreon, yeah, we're, then maybe we could do it every week. I don't even know what Patreon is. Oh. Isn't that the the bike? You're so old. That's a Peloton, Got sir. it. I thought, that, I thought a Peloton was a bird. Mm, no, you're thinking of a Pelican. Oh, got it. We're going to stop. Yeah. Hey, um, the, island of Hawaii, uh, the islands of Hawaii are a little baffling. There's a lot. It's, it's a very dynamic story for something. And, and here is where I want to start. Have you ever seen a map with Hawaii in the center? Never. Okay, they do exist. Uh-huh. And it is the coolest thing to see. Why? It's just, it's okay. just blue. I know. But traditional map, right? North America in the upper left-hand corner, mm-hmm. right? The normal European center Eurocentric, one. Right. yeah. If you, fl- if you just spin that old globy globe and get a new map, mm-hmm. you really can see how far away it is. Yes. Because you flew there mm-hmm. five and a half? Five, five hours, yeah. That's so far? My arms are so tired. <laughs> but it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's actually kind of scary and dangerous when I think about it. Yes. Looking at that view, uh, there's nothing. 
Right. You're getting no help. No, and you know we think of flying to the islands, and not just Hawaii, but Bora Bora, Tahiti, New Zealand. You can get there. You've got technology. You've got GPS. Someone's already been there, so you feel pretty confident. Um, and at some point, we're going to talk about this. Some some group of people sailed there in a boat made of wood and rope, and all they used was the stars and their lucky charms to get to Hawaii. And they actually found land. They found it. It would be so... You could give me every piece of technology that exists right. and give me the Queen Mary, uh-huh. and I'm probably not going to find it. No, I'm, I'm the same way. It, and, it's, it's vast. But the, it, the ocean is so much, and we've said it before, but it's mm. so much bigger than anybody gives credit. I agree. Until you see a different version of it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize why it takes like 26 hours to fly to New Zealand. Right. I think that's a, it's about right. Well, if you go to the right... Don't gotta, say right, though, you know, because <laughs> this isn't directions. Well, yeah, so on the map, if you go right... It's to, the, a, yeah, to the east. Yeah, you have to go left. Right. Yeah, to, the, uh, to get to New Zealand faster. Or you can go up and just kind of like tilt oh, to the I left and go that. around yeah. a couple times, and eventually you'll get there, too. Uh, cool thing about the globe... Uh, you can go west forever, or you can go east forever. But at some point, if you go north enough, you're going south. I'm not sure that's true. It is true. Mm, this is semantics at this point. Yeah, up and over. Don't say up and over, though, you know, because it's not like a mountain. Well, down and up. <laughs> oh, besides the directions are driving me insane. Okay, back to Hawaii. Hawaii. Isolation mm-hmm. is something that we that very few places have. I'm going to say the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, opportunity or, you know, this kind of unfortunate circumstance. Hawaii is a Petri dish. And I don't mean that in a germ theory sort of thing. I mean, due to the isolation, you are stuck with what you've got and then you have to wait and see what happens when new things come in um you're the ultimate experiment absolutely and i'm so i'm reading this this so we we go to hawaii i come back and i'm thinking i want some historical fiction uh and there's a guy named james michener i think i've told you about him he he goes and he lives someplace he's passed but he'll go and he'll live someplace for a couple years He'll figure out the, the, the true history, and then he'll write a fictional story about it. Oh, you did tell me about this Yeah, guy. yeah. He's done yeah. a couple. Oh, he's done a ton, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but anyways, I'm reading this, and I'm, I'm realizing I was on parts of Maui where this guy is talking about historical fictional characters, and it makes, it makes so much sense. Um, but yeah, these, these folks show up, and no one really knows why, why or how they got there. We, we assume it was a certain size boat. We assume they were lost or being persecuted or looking for the gods or whatever. But when they land there, they are dealing with plants they probably didn't recognize, animals they didn't recognize, food they didn't recognize. And if they were lucky enough to have maybe brought over some seeds or brought over some of the, 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 the animals they used to eat, then they were able to in, introduce invasive species. And, and that's dangerous right. on an island. Yeah, so you don't know if that pig or dog or... Because, I mean, it, I know people think it's insensitive, but, you know, there are a lot of people around the world who are more than happy to eat dog or cat. 
for sure. They're not pets. They're food. You eat, you eat what you brought. Absolutely. You you got. And there's not a lot of meat. It's not efficient, but neither no. is squirrel, but people do that too. I, I've never. I would. Is there something you wouldn't eat? It's really, like, I think it's all about if you know. Okay. I mean, if I don't know, mm-hmm. there's enough barbecue sauce to get me through just about yeah, anything. Yeah, I, I think I'd be willing to try anything. The only thing I don't think I'd like to eat is my dog. Oh, that That's, personal connection? Yeah. But I wouldn't mind eating my pig or my cow. Uh, it might be different if you actually had one. Well, I, I would just name it, like, steak. Yeah, so you know. Yeah, bacon. Constantly being mm-hmm. reminded. Filet. Yeah. When you, in, when you bring in invasive species, and this happened... Mm-hmm. in Hawaii yeah. as a gift. Oh, yeah. So gifts are brought often. And mm-hmm. I know that gifts now are very monetary-based, but back in the day, you would bring something that was exotic. Right. This idea of the circus or this idea of the zoo or something that people have never seen before was very common to be given as a gift. Mm-hmm. And these these kings and these rulers would have literally just these random exotic animals and mm-hmm. foods and plants. Right. And it showed their their dominance and their power because nobody else had access yeah. to them. I mean, can you imagine some someone trying to make an impression stops off at Africa, gets a baby giraffe, hits up Hawaii and says, hey, you guys want a yellow and brown spotted horse with a long neck? <laughs> no one's ever seen it before. Do you want the only one? Um, but as I was as I was doing the research, and I even tried to talk to a couple of people while I was there, and n- none of the folks that I assumed were islanders, who you know obviously looked indigenous Hawaiian folks, none of them really wanted to talk. The ones who did want to talk were all white. And they wanted to tell me about the culture and the food and the vibe. And For a small fee. Well, there was just a part of me that wanted to say, but you don't know. I mean, of, when you look at the, the, the Polynesians, the, the Chinese, the Japanese, um, even some of the, I mean, I guess uh, there was a huge Mexican uh, uh, population that was brought to Hawaii to help with early cattle, uh, cowboys, cattle, uh, pigs, cows, chickens uh, from America. The, the Mexicans were up in uh, uh, California, you know, 200 years prior, and landowners said, hey, we just bought some land, we're going to grow some sugar, and we've got some chickens and cows, now you guys got to go over there. And so there's a Mexican pop, uh, 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 there's indigenous islanders who are uh, ethnically Mexican. Which makes sense when you look at America now, mm-hmm. does not make sense back then. No, but they were just workers. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the biggest sort of debates, and I don't know if you felt this or not. I kind of felt it when I was there a little bit. At what point are you just completely just squeezing every inch of the Hawaiian culture for your okay. enjoyment? I'm glad you brought that up because it, at one point it really started to bother me. So I went years ago uh, to Maui. So I've only been, I've been to Maui three times, my honeymoon, uh, and then my in-laws took us 10 years later. And then we just went again. So three times, always, always Maui. And the second time I went, we decided to go all the way around the island. And for those of you who have been, you know that when you rent a car, you sign an agreement that you won't drive 
on one side of the island because it's not well kept. There's no tourism, there's no resorts, there's really no reason to be on those roads because they're not well kept. And that's where a lot of folks live in quiet villages. So we got bored, we hop on uh, this road, and I'm looking for an authentic Hawaiian experience. Now, being a stupid white guy from, from California, I'm thinking I'm going to find real islanders in their grass skirts, <laughs> uh, you know, picking mangoes and roasting a pig, and they want to invite us. I, I, I don't know why I thought this, but I did. So we get halfway around the mountain, and we see what looks like a, a broken down bus. And he's selling what appears to be um, authentic Hawaiian snacks. You know, there's like teriyaki pork jerky, and there's dried mangoes, and there's co coconut milk. And so I go up, and I get this dried mango, and it's delicious. And I'm just so excited. I, th I think I did. I think I got an authentic Hawaiian experience. It felt like a little bit more Hawaiian. I did. I, I was gonna. Car. I was gonna get a little Hawaiian shark tattoo on right. my arm. And so I asked the guy, big Samoan-looking dude. And I said, "Hey, uh, this is amazing. How do you guys make this stuff?" And his response was, "I don't know. My mom buy it at Costco." <laughs> <laughs> so great. And I just realized our 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 opinion of Hawaii is completely whitewashed, homogenized, media-based. It's yeah, dude. Pineapples are an invasive species. Pineapples don't belong in Hawaii. Sugarcane does not belong in Hawaii. Hawaii is geckos, papayas, mangoes, and something called breadfruit, which I wanted to get and couldn't find any. It's only for locals. It's I not, guess so. For you. But breadfruit, doesn't that sound interesting? It does. It, it, it is weird because when you go, it's like, oh, what luau did you go to? Oh, my. You got to go to a luau. And, I, and you're sitting there, and it's just like... But what are we doing? But what would you and I think if folks came to California from another place and there were a bunch of Western caricature rodeos and people are pretending to find gold in the mountains? That's, that's so funny because I'm trying to figure out, okay, what would be the opposite way yeah. and how would I feel about it? Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe the difference is that our story is a little bit like – manifest destiny the the cowboys like we came out here and did that we came here searching for gold mm -hmm. the other side is more of a tale of like we're gonna kind of just wear you down a little <laughs> bit until we own you isn't isn't that just sort of it's the different though right yeah like, i think i don't know i think it's apples to oranges mm -hmm. and or papayas to mangoes or breadfruit oh but i'm bumped so it's it, it's a little bit harder uh I think to put into words what that would feel yeah. like, but it, there is a sense, you know, you you want you want the lay, but then they also play into it. They, they have so to. So it's like, listen, well, you got to pick a side. But, and, See, but that's the tourism. Right. That's where the money's coming and, from. And that and that's one of the things that broke my heart. So while I was there, uh, so there's a bunch of grandkids right in, in this family, and all the the adult teenage grandkids went zip lining, and there was an extra ticket, so I go. And you know me, Mark. I, I don't mind ziplining, but what do I really want to do on vacation? Sit on the beach. I want to sit on, with a book. With a book. That's all I want to do. Just leave me alone. A real book. Hard copy. Uh, hard hard cover. Hard cover. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we go, and um, I lost my train of thought. See what you did to me? Ziplining. Ziplining. Before that. It couldn't have been important. It must have must been. Must not. Yeah. Um, Dude, invasive. In, it was really invasive. important too. I hear you. It's gonna, it's gonna hit me two minutes after the episode's okay. over. Well, then we'll just come back to it. Yeah. So we 
to kind of backtrack a little bit because I think it's it's really important to understand what it is like when you bring something over that doesn't belong mm-hmm. and you just let it go. And one of the more interesting stories to me, at least at looking at this, is the old Axis deer. The what? What? You familiar with Axis deer? No. So Axis deer uh, don't belong in Hawaii. Okay. They were brought over as a gift from Hong Kong. Really? To a king that I cannot pronounce his name. Is it King Kamehameha? Yep. Yeah. The second or the, the f- fifth? Oh. The fifth, sir. So okay. in 1860s. So Axis deer was brought over as a gift. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a nice thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean having 70,000 Axis deer on the island is not good? Because there's no predator. So guess what you can go do? Kill deer. As many as you want. And now, Big Island on Hawaii? Now, people are upset about this. Who? The people who don't understand what invasive species (laughs) do to land. Please tell me it's the elite, white, uh, progressive-minded person. So it's on Lanai. Oh, Lanai's a nice island. Yeah. You know. Okay. I'm not talking about, you know, they're not in the center of Honolulu. Right. But they're still a big deal because they're eating everything. Mm-hmm. You know what's a big deal on islands? Erosion. Yep. And animals can cause it. And when you live on a tiny island, mm-hmm. erosion is the last thing that you want. It, well, considering, keep in mind, if you can't grow it on that island, you have to pay multi-billion dollar international shipping firms to ship it to your island. So when we talk about that isolation... If you can grow it for the people that live there and you're happy with eating the same thing over and over, you're solid. But as you probably should be, mm-hmm. this idea of variety that should always exist is the most American thing ever. Yeah. It's I mean, you really should be able to count all the foods that you eat on one hand on two hands. Two hands. That's it. Yeah. That that's all that's all that you should have. You shouldn't even get to be upset about the foods you can't have because you shouldn't know they exist. That's right. all science, baby. Right. And to, to I, was, I was watching something earlier, and this guy is talking about how in Hawaii, you always pay more for less. I mean, when I went shopping, the wife sent me to the grocery store. and she Which asked, is the move on vacation, right? It's yeah. the move. Yeah. No one wants to do it. Mm-hmm. But especially if you get an Airbnb or a room that has a kitchenette mm-hmm. and you just stare at it the whole time as you go out and pay ridiculously overpriced food yeah. at the Hard Rock. And you're like, what, mm. are, we, like, what are we doing? I should have just gone to the store and well, I could have saved us a bunch of money. So I've got a, uh, a friend that works at Costco. The, the, the Costco in Maui, right by the airport, is the most profitable, profitable Costco in the country. Makes sense. I don't doubt that at all. Land, rental car, drive to Costco, $1,000 in groceries and drink, and you're going to save $2,000 by not going out to the restaurants. Exactly. I, did I tell you the, the bar tab? No. 5K. <gasps> How long? Uh, 10 days. Oh, total. Total. I was thinking you went like no, one, and, like a one-night bender. No, five. <laughs> Wow, I, don't, I don't know what you, you're sipping on. You really think of me that way. I don't way, know huh? what you're sipping on. No, uh, oh, so you know, 5K ten, total. ten plus people, ten yeah. days, drinking food. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but so you went to Costco. We did not. Oh, you did. We hit up a local grocery store, and the wife sent me with the same Fresno grocery list, and she wanted yogurt. Well, I can normally buy six yogurts 
for three bucks. You can buy two packs, two little cups of yogurt for $5. String cheese that I would get for $4, $12 there. You are at like the, the airport version of... Well, and and it's, 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 it's the corner market. And it's, guess what? You got to pay it and most, or you don't get it. And most of their stuff was gone. Really? When I got there, 40, 50% of the shelves were empty. And the, and the Islanders, oh, this is what I wanted to tell you. The Islanders have told me it's a double-edged sword because tourism brings money and revenue, but we have to share our Ohana Island with people who don't live the way we do. There's a laid-back vibe. There's don't take it all, just take what you need. And you get a lot of commercialism. They show up, and people just take, take, take. So in Maui, and I think across the islands, there's this major drought, right? Similar to what we're dealing with in California. Yeah, I was reading about that. Um, And so I was talking to some of these guys, and they were explaining to me that the governor of Hawaii, which is a weird thing to think about. That they have one? They have a governor. By the way, white guy. Mm. um, Has actually told the locals to stop using water so that the resorts can use the water they need to keep the people coming. It, it, it has to be hard. Right. Especially if you are coming from a family who is really still tied to that culture and trying to do all that. But you know that maybe you do work in the tourism industry in some form or fashion. Right. It, it's slowly killing you, but it's also keeping you alive. Right. And it, the, the more you rely on that tourism, uh, the less other businesses come in. I mean, the, the, the pineapple farms are starting to leave. It's too expensive to ship them across the Pacific. The sugarcane is completely gone in Hawaii because the slash and burn mechanism of farming, it's gone. Um, you've got a lot of, the kids went way up to the, to the pools of Hana, and they said that there were wild chickens, wild cats, wild pigs, wild deer. There were animals just all over the place and they stopped and they asked this guy coconut greg some white guy with gray dreadlocks and he just goes around picking up coconuts off the off the uh forest floor and then he sells it as coconut ice cream to tourists makes a killing but that's what that's what i wanted to experience this guy yeah. right um but yeah he said it's this road 10 years ago we'd see 100 cars nowadays we're seeing over 5,000 cars a day yeah, it's almost like watching the experiment slowly fall apart, mm-hmm. and it's such a bummer. Yeah, well, and who doesn't want to go to Hawaii? Right. You have to be a, a, a real stiff to not love that experience. Yeah, but I, I, you know, they are at that, we talked about advantage or disadvantage. You are so far away. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even have options of, you know, trains, planes, or automobiles. No. You get a boat. Yeah, there's no trains. So you... You are already at a shipping disadvantage. So, you know, what do you do? Well, we're not going to export anymore mm-hmm. because it's just not cost effective. Right. We got to try and limit our imports mm-hmm. because that's not cost effective either. Yeah. So what do we do? Well, let's just bring the invasive species in and we'll just grow it here ourselves or mm-hmm. at least try to. And then you know what? We got to go tourism. Yeah. And it's funny because typically when you look at tourism in these types of sort of tropical places, they're typically very underdeveloped countries. Right. And, you know, there's just like this shiny little corner that we want you to hang out at. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want you to go to the other, other spots. Yeah. You know, we're going to give you cheap living here, 
you're going to be able to get that island experience. Mm-hmm. But you go to Hawaii, and like you said, you're paying American prices Big for time. tropical experience, right. which is kind of rare. And you, one of the benefits is it is in the States. So when there's conflict worldwide or with COVID, uh, it is a lot easier to travel to Hawaii because it is part of the United States. Well, and constitutional protection is always nice too, right? It is nice. Um, but during COVID, dude. I mean, they really, and, and I was just reading, they're bringing a lot of those back. Like, they, they're getting strict. We missed it by a week and a half. They cut public gatherings to no more than 25 people. So that means there are people who booked, you know, $50,000 vacations who want to go sit by the pool, and now the hotel is saying we can only have 25 people at a time. Yeah, it really decimates those types of places where mm-hmm. the gathering of large groups of people yeah. is what you do. Right, and that's, I will, so here's a crazy thing. Ran into friends of ours. Of course you did. In Maui, and we were celebrating Grandma and Grandpa's 50th wedding anniversary, and they were there with their parents celebrating the 50th wedding anniversary oh that's awesome yeah so i got to hang out with some guy i hadn't seen in in 10 years that's cool yeah but the, the other thing is you know you only have so many resources mm-hmm. on the island where other places can kind of pull from others and one of the things i was reading about and this kind of made the news a little bit was rental cars oh yeah over there during covid and they were i was reading thousand dollars a day yeah we didn't pay that but i knew people who were and then I saw, you know, again, you use what you can. Mm-hmm. People are renting U-Hauls. What? They, the U-Haul place was renting out trucks <laughs> as rental cars. Do you just know the family in the back? Did you, you just, hey, it's island living, baby. Uh, but, you know, that's so much money yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's supply and demand. And mm-hmm. unfortunately there, you have a very, very limited supply of everything. Well, And uh, we thought to do Uber. And we were told, don't don't count on it. Not there? Are there too not, many people? You're just not going to get it? They just said, you know, it, it just depends. Sometimes the, the, the Uber driver accepts it, gets halfway to the destination, and gets a closer or better yeah. fare, and then leaves you hanging. I'm sure the surcharge was great, just up all the time. I mean, they yeah. can charge whatever they want. Absolutely. Especially if you're trying to get, right, mm-hmm. your quote-unquote island experience. Uh, so, and that is why I've always been vacation, get to your destination, plant your flag, and just do that. Just be. Just be. I don't need to, I can go on the internet if I want to see pictures on the, of the other side. Yeah. And all the excursion. It, it's old man vacation. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it is interesting that, again, Hawaii is not this, uh, his, you know, historically pristine, clean, uh, uh, island experience. It's just this cornucopia of of different cultures and different influences, and every tourist is sort of being sold a lie. Of, that it's the Hawaii of 100 years ago. This is the Hawaiian experience, and really you're looking at, you know, we went into Lahaina, and it's like, that used to be a, a brothel. That used to be where they dropped off the slaves. That's where they used to cut up the whales. Uh, that's where they would put the uh, um, the guys off the ship when they got arrested. I mean, it was it was a port town. It was a yeah. They I mean they were they, they tore were it the, up. They were the mini marts of 
to the shipping industry. Absolutely. A lot of those islands were. They were the only reason why a settlement existed was this is a place where we can rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd only spend so much time on a boat. Mm-hmm. And at the time, all the major powers of the world were trying to figure out how many, you know, mini marts can I own? Mm-hmm. And do we have them in the right place? Because unlike a regular mini mart, you can't just go to any of them. Right. If you don't own it, you don't get it. Yeah. So that whole area became kind of a smash and grab. How much can we get? Can we put roots down? Can we make sure we can defend it? Mm -hmm. Right? And then we go from there. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, Hawaii's got Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And I went to Pearl Harbor. Oh, I've never been. And it was an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. It was, for me, something that, you know, I'm a big top five guy. Of the attractions I've ever been to, it's probably in the top five, but I'm a history guy. And and the boats are there, and yeah. you get to go and see it, and it's kind of eerie mm-hmm. a little bit to think about it. I mean, there, there are bodies down there. And that's the, but and then that's the other side of the coin. It's like, I'm so excited to go somewhere that's absolutely devastating. A watery grave. Like, it's not extortion. I, I get it. There's like a respect aspect sure. there, but... You know, it's very. I think I don't know. I kind of put it at the same, maybe not the same level, but very similarly to like people that are excited to go to like, oh, this is where the, this is one of the you know this is where the Holocaust was, right? It's like, oh man. At, or this is the Great Civil War battle. Yeah, and I've and I've seen those ones too, and it's 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 a very weird sort of emotional thing because I'm nerding out inside, mm-hmm. right? Like this is so fun. I get to be on these these ships that were active, and, mm-hmm. and these are it's just incredible. And then you walk by the plaques, right? And you just see the amount of names, and it's just you. It kind of takes your breath away a little bit. Like I really did get a little bit teary eyed as we were looking at some of the stuff and and listening. And you see older people there that probably you know knew people mm-hmm. personally, or they were their grandparents. And that all would of be those. hard. And it's I don't know, but it also is one of the biggest attractions mm-hmm. in Hawaii. And you know, it's not like Hawaii chose for that to be mm-hmm. the case, but it's just kind of how it's played out. So there's an interesting line between how much do we take advantage of what we were given and how much do we try and respect sort of the solitude of it. So, and this came to me as you were speaking, it's almost like Hawaii and places like it is sort of a celebration for somebody like me to celebrate paradise lost. The idea that humans got to live a simpler more beautiful, peaceful time amongst nature. And so you get to go to a place like Hawaii or you're in Sedona, Arizona, or maybe you go uh, to the, you know, a snowy mountain peak and you just sort of feel that solitude. Um, but the only reason you get to go there is because somebody got there first and said, I wonder if I can trick people <laughs> into coming here so that they feel as though they're a part of an old story of, of humanity. And as you dig into Hawaii culture, you realize that it is just a mismatch of, of cultures, idea, and most of it, um, you know, unfortunate and disastrous. But the tourist industry has done an amazing job of, of selling it as uh, pineapples grow there naturally and uh, you can pick a flower mm-hmm. <laughs> wherever you want. Um, and we didn't even get to the coral. You know, you jump in the Pacific Ocean, you want to see those vibrant colors, all gone. Yeah. Too many people swimming in the ocean with uh, sunblock on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so. Uh, but coral also doesn't work well 
it only works well to a certain extent of the tourists. Yes. If you've been inside, if you've been to the ocean where there's coral, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I can't go anywhere. Right. My feet are on fire and completely cut up. And the one thing you can't do with corals, you can't touch it. So once you start touching it, the oils on your skin stress the coral and it starts to die. But when you're swimming and you get pushed into it because of the wave or you don't know how to handle yourself in the water or you think it's appropriate to go and touch a turtle or a fish or whatever, uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of damage to the coral. Um, And it has, some people said it was global warming, but most of the the, the islanders say it's the, the amount of people swimming with sunblock on. Which that won't ocean. recover. I mean, no, it, it's gone. No. And I, again, I loved my vacation. I think Hawaii is an amazing place. I just don't want you all going to it. You just want to be able to go. There I do. Time. I want yeah. you guys to take a break, uh, go someplace else. And in 10 years, when Hawaii's recovered, had you know, recovered from its COVID hangover, yeah. I want to go back and pretend uh, it's paradise lost. What would be interesting would be we always talk about like this revisionist history if we could go back and you know take something or change it Mm -hmm. what would hawaii be like without u.s ownership um i i think it would be the same as school hawaii old school hawaii it'd be the same thing as america without westward expansion i think you would you would see indigenous folks just getting by on the land but eventually, doesn't somebody just show up and say, hey, nice. If you have enough money. Yeah, nice I have land. an idea. Yeah. And that's what every other, you know, that's what areas even like Tulum in Mexico are doing right now. What's like, Tulum? Tulum is like the new go-to. Nobody told me. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not on Instagram. It's the new Instagram spot. So, you know, we had Cancun. Uh-huh. And we have Cabo. And we have Tulum. And we have all these little other areas that are being built up in the Caribbean of like, this is the new city. Like Mm -hmm. someone came in with a bunch of money and just said, I'm gonna turn this into what you want, exactly what you think, because I can, because this country has nothing else. Exactly. And they will will bend over backwards to allow that to happen. There Mm -hmm. is no, oh, we're gonna lose some culture, we're gonna lose this. They need sustainable cash coming in to help development in other areas, Mm -hmm. hopefully. And just with a couple good influencers, all it takes to, to where am i supposed to go tulum 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 we should go let's do it so if we can just get somebody to pay for our trip to tulum um, it's for research yeah it's for research we, it's a write-off it's a write-off it's a write-off yeah listen i know you hate on my movies mm-hmm. but before we go yeah you have a very special wisdom of the week i share. do i do in fact when we talked about this this was the very first quote uh that came to me and so, um, in the immortal words of Stitch, oh, ohana mean family. Such <laughs> is a that, terrible impression. Was that bad? Ohana mean family. Family means nobody get left behind. <laughs> so great. My daughter sleeps with a Stitch still every night. Still? Yeah, she loves herself some Stitch. Uh, good for them. I, it's I, good. It's, a, yeah. it's fine. I didn't understand the alien part of this movie. I, they could have brought maybe a, a Hawaiian... Sure. Bear or something, but the, the they alien. They just went with it. I guess. Again, Paradise Lost. I don't know. Um, this was fun. I hope we didn't ruin Hawaii for people because no, it is a beautiful place. Go. You should still go. You should still go. And I still want to go. But it is, when you when you think about human nature, it's kind of like going to Disneyland and peeking behind yeah. the ride. You almost don't want to know. You don't want to know, yeah. But it's kind of fun to talk about. I think so. Well. So. 
Thanks for coming, man. Hey, this is a good time. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Do you know? Do you, do you have an idea as to what we're doing yet? It's a secret. Oh, okay, good. Oh. I'll tell you at some point. Oh, I can feel the anticipation. I know. All right, guys. Have a good week. Have a good one.